Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me on this episode are my co-host, Eric, the Encyclopedia Foster. What's up, man? I'm here, and oh, baby, I love it. And returning is the Bay Area Blazer, Ro Zapanta. What's good, man? It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Without a dope pod to step to, baby, I'm back, and it feels good. (laughs) And to keep us honest, looking up stats and fact-checking, the man in the chair, Blazer Ben. How you doing, good sir? Still got that bingo, bango, bongo, Blazer fans. (laughs) Right on. Let's go. Hey, man, let's get it. We got a good show today. We're talking about a lot of stuff. Uh, but the first thing I want to talk about, did y'all see? Uh, first of all, did y'all even see this coming? Dame got married over the weekend. No. Anybody? No, did not see it coming. I mean, I'm just going to quote Lil Wayne here. Real G's move in silence like lasagna, and that's exactly what he did. He moved in <laughs> silence, dude. Just all of a sudden, you just see these posts. It was amazing. Wait a second. It was great. Just... I, do n- I do not know this lyric. <laughs> well, what? now you do. Now you like do. lasagna? Right? Eric, S- is lasagna silence? That's a wheezy. That's a wheezy bar. Real G's move in silence, baby. Is lasagna silent? Dude, there's a G there's in no there. There's no G. There's a G in there. There's a G oh, in the sun. I see. There we go. I now see. it's clicking. Now I it's see. Clicking. I see. I'm sitting here. I'm such. <laughs> I'm such a big boy. I'm like, what? Well, when I eat lasagna, it's not that silent, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, you're thinking about the sounds. You're yeah. thinking about the sounds of yeah. eating. Okay, I see where you're going. The sounds of eating. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, hey, check it. So we got some notable guests that were at this party. Uh, Draymond Green. We're talking Nurk, of course, Anthony Simons. Um, everybody knows Tim Frazier's homies with Dame. You got Evan Turner showing up. Of course, there's CJ. Then he's got Snoop, Common. I mean, the list goes on. My fellas, fellas, this has to be like the A-list of A-list here. What y'all think about this? I think you can make an NBA starting lineup out of that guest list. <laughs> for sure i mean some guys some guys i didn't mention you got demar Derozan. uh who else we have in there bradley uh, beal was there bradley beal yes the great uh, myers leonard hammer himself zach collins you got noah vonley i mean did i already say ed davis because i feel like that's a big one ah mo harkless mo williams i mean you can make a great starting lineup and have a solid bench from that wedding too and you get your own soundtrack because he had Snoop Dogg yep. and Tevin Campbell there. Yep. Oh, yeah. What throwbacks, and, man. And to top it off, you got Can David Vanterpool talk? and Nate Tibbetts? Come on. <laughs> yeah, you have a coaching <laughs> staff, too. I mean, it just rounds it all out. Yeah, also, so his much. his uh, strength and conditioning coach or whatever, Phil Beckner from uh, Weber right. State and now coaching consultant for the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean... Okay, so in past pods, I have been very critical of Dame Lillard. And I've always said, I've like, I've never seen posts with him hanging out with other players, him like fraternizing with superstars. And then this happens and you you see the list. I mean, it seems like like he did some work during the Olympics, right? I mean, Bradley Beal's there. 
Also, Draymond Green's there. I mean, let the speculation just start, right? Lasagna, homie. Right? Lasagna. <laughs> I like I like what you did there. I like what you did there. Full circle, baby. <laughs> hey, so okay, I'm a married man. Uh, Ro, you're close to being a married man. Yeah, Eric, you're. Yeah. I mean, we're all in in this. We're all in this world. I I I gotta know, guys, because I know what I served at my wedding, and it it sure as hell wasn't what Dame served. This man served in and out burgers, fellas. Is that is that wedding worthy? Fully, like I mean this sincerely. Like when I die and I have a funeral and all you guys are there, if I go before you, if there's not in and out. I'm coming back to hurt you. <laughs> I mean, let's just Yo, I, let's just say it, okay? It's that good. Yo, heck yes, right. it's that good. It's definitely we, oh. that good. Also, I mean, the man is from Oakland, right? The man's from Oakland, and plus, everyone's drinking, everyone's having a good time. I've been to great weddings where, after you you're done drinking and dancing. A food cart meets you outside. I mean, the only thing that would have been better than In-N-Out is if afterwards, for the after party, if they had sizzle pie. Because that's a Portland staple for when you're drinking, dancing, you go there, have a slice of pizza, you go home, you wake up feeling good. You know, this might be dating me a little bit, but I I only went to sizzle pie a couple times late night, but my, my spot for late night pizza was actually dirty pizza. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, and I, I don't yep. know if it's around anymore because I'm just that's, not in that. That's scene. the one tied to the Dirty Club, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Pretty but much. I'm not having that pizza at my wedding, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. So, okay. First of all, I got a couple things to tell you. So, In and Out, and and Eric, I, Ro, I know you weren't there, but mm, we have we go. talked about this before. Okay. We had talked about it with Aaron Fentress of all people. Okay. Who? I got respect for the guy, but it I gotta say it dropped down a notch with with the whole BK comment. Ooh, but ooh. I will say In and Out is not my top burger. For me, it's gotta be Shake Shack. Shake Shack burgers are at the pinnacle for me. This is this is what I have to say about man. We digressed. So I know I feel is, I feel like hold on, I feel like we on, jumped listeners. straight to the prop segment. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold steady, listeners. But let me let me drop some knowledge here. So, In-N-Out, you could eat that burger every day and you won't feel gross. You could have it all sorts of ways, right? It's light, like you eat that burger in like three, four bites, but Shake Shack, Shake Shack, you eat that like maybe once a week. You can't eat that every day. Heavy. But how that's happy are you after you eat that Shake Shack? Oh man, instant coma. Like, but that's okay. like a that's like Went a killer burger though, man. Killer burger tastes so good as you're eating it, but then 20, 30 minutes later, you just like, what did I just eat? I also feel like we're True. headed for an In and Out sponsorship soon. Definitely. I mean, I'll <laughs> take hey, it. I'll take I am it. down. You see my Instagram. <laughs> we'll do we'll do it for free burger. Look, I'm not saying that the In and Out burger is a bad burger. I'm just saying it's not at the top. And also, any place you have to know the secret menu to order the right burger. That that takes it down a notch for Bro, me, the man. the double double Advertise is the right it. burger. The, you yeah, don't but, need a secret. The double double is the right burger. But ask anyone, and they tell you to order it animal style. 
but that's not secret. Everybody knows animal style. You know what I mean? Like you not everybody. I, I, Obviously, when I went, I had so no good. idea. <laughs> the last time I went there, I walked out with ten double doubles. I ate two and took eight home. <laughs> what do you think this is? White Castle? Last time I was there, man, I went with the quad. I did the quad patty. <laughs> ben, you did the quad. Yeah, man. Oh, I you're had a madman. You're a madman, and that's coming from the Bay Area Blazer, man. All yeah, right, man. Going right, in and out of Kaiser, you know, you're, you're waiting in that line for hours. You know, you're just getting hungry. You're like, just give me the quad, man. Oh my! Got to make it worth it, right? Look, as far as flavor goes, I'm all for the Shake Shack. I respect your guys' opinion on the In and Out, and I know I, I'm probably in the minority when I say that they are not my top place to go to for a burger. That's all right. You're just but losing credibility. But in, <laughs> in and out, if you're listening. We will take that sponsorship. We will do it for free burgers. Amen. All right. We have another I'll bit of news, too. Still pay for it. <laughs> we'll come do a live spot at that new location. You're open up in Bridgeport soon. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right, fellas, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Even though we didn't finish talking about what you would serve or what I served, I'm moving on. There was another bit of Blazer news that dropped. C.J. McCollum and his wife Elise are expecting. So I guess what we want to say on this pod is congratulations to Dame and C.J. Fellas, what great news over the weekend. Great news. Absolutely great news. Here's a question. C.J. McCollum waits until Damian Lillard's wedding to announce that he and his wife are having a baby. Did he steal some thunder? I think he stole a little thunder. Did he steal thunder or maybe perhaps he waited for Dame to get all the shine initially and he just piggybacked on it? I mean, they're homies. They probably wanted to share the shine. Is it not like the guy that proposes to his fiance or to his girlfriend at his friend's wedding? Is it different? Is that different to you guys? I think that's different. I think okay. that's Okay, all right. I'll take that. I don't know. Like, classic CJ, man. Riding the coattails of Dames. Whoa! Love. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> CJ, I'm joking. What I really meant is there's... <laughs> He's never coming on. He's never coming on. Never. <laughs> never coming on. We, we just lost CJ forever. <laughs> what I meant was Dame and CJ, like, there's, there's the score of the game, and then there's the score of life, and they're definitely winning at life so congratulations to both of them man amen absolutely that. absolutely so guys we got to talk about other stuff we got to talk about the team uh recently we added larry nance everybody knows that but even more recently we added dennis smith jr and marquise chris now blazer ben i want you to hit us with some information on on things that we may need to know like Give me some stats. Give me, give me, give me what we should be expecting to see from these guys. Well, I mean, you could both say both of them are NBA journeymen in their small lifespan in the NBA, you know, playing for two, three teams in the five, six years they've been around. But, you know, Dennis Smith Jr., you know, a 6'2", you know, 23-year-old guard. Uh, he did tear his ACL before he was drafted in 2015. So, you know, he had a big life-altering injury. But he was drafted in 2017, you know, with the number nine pick. He uh, jumped around from Dallas to New York and Detroit. 
basically just getting phased out of the rotation, you know. In his first few years, he was averaging 15, 13, 12 points a game. Uh, but his Achilles heel really was his, you know, field goal percentage is what was really digging him down. His free throw percentage was really low, 69, 63, 56, even one year, you know. Mm-hmm. And his two-point percentage was really low, too, at 43, 47, 49, you know. Doesn't really feel like that would fit in with the Blazer rotation. So what you're saying is he doesn't have a shot. I, that's that's what I'm just getting from from the statistics. You know, I can't tell you I've seen very much Dennis Smith play. Dennis Smith Jr. Sorry, Dennis Smith well, Jr. play. I'll tell you what I saw from Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, in the little bit that I've seen is he's aggressive and he attacks the rim. And I think the Blazers don't really do that. And I think it's just another wrinkle you can add to the team. What do you guys think, uh, Eric? Yet. They don't do that yet because we haven't seen them in a new offense. Absolutely. They don't do that yeah. yet. Yeah, I and agree. I, I mean, that's that's the, the craziest thing, man, is we don't we don't even know what Chauncey's system is going to look like. Yeah, you yeah. can utilize a guy like Dennis Smith Jr., but you were saying what you saw from him. You know, and all I remember are the dunk highlights. I don't remember seeing him make basketball plays in any of the games that I've ever seen him play. And I saw a couple in New York and I watched him with Dallas, you know, because it was he was the rook who was packing on everybody. But that is I'm I'm not sold on him being a NBA basketball player. Really? You know, I mean, for- if you, you. Yeah, you can't shoot. If you can't shoot in this league, you can't hit free throws. Like, great, you're a slasher. Somebody bought you're you're a six two slasher, right? You're a six two slasher who can't. Who, if you don't finish at the rim, you go to the free throw line, then you shoot fifty six percent from the line. Like, that doesn't equate to basketball success in the NBA. I'm with it. So, so basically, you don't think he's a good addition? Uh no. Right. I mean, so I'd rather ben, have a guy like Jeremy Lin. You know. Well. If we're pulling yeah, in, if I we're mean, pulling in a journeyman, point if guard. If we can get a, if we can get a little bit of that Lin sanity again, that'd be amazing. What do you think, Ro? I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to read the tea leaves here, like the, the signings that we made. Like, why, what does Neil see? What does, I mean, what, what do we, what do they see? Right? What are, what are we getting? And with Dennis Smith Jr., what a lot of people don't know, even though he had a short stint with the Pistons, is that he was very aggressive on defense. He's actually a really good defender, which is one of his biggest knocks from where from when he was drafted. And good news, Dennis, you don't have to shoot the ball. Like you're yeah, gonna be true. you're gonna be part of that second lineup, and that second lineup, in my opinion, is going to have either Norman Powell or C.J. McCollum or some sort of combination where he's not gonna have to do that. Just play Anthony aggressive Simons. defense or Anthony Simons. But see, I feel like he plays behind Simons. Yeah. I oh, sure. yeah, definitely. I think he probably definitely. should. I think he probably but I, should. I, he's definitely. So he's I'm your 11th you, or 12th guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a guy who sees minutes every night. Ro, I'm with you, though. Uh, if he sees the floor, I think he's probably going to be playing with someone, some combination of, of those players you mentioned, for sure. And so I think you're right. I don't think he'll need to shoot. But, you know, the biggest knock on the Blazers, I mean – really ever since Dame got here was defense. And so you bring in a guy who can attack the rim and play some defense. I mean, to me, it's kind of a no brainer to bring in someone like that, especially to fill out the roster. Agreed. I agree. I mean, a plus he's got going for him though, is he's 23. 
So, you know, he's, that's, he's got age on his side. I mean, maybe Dame can teach him how to shoot. True. There's also the Billups factor. You know, Chauncey went through the same thing. He bounced yep. around from team to team, and he never really caught on until he went to Detroit. So, Except except Chauncey was, I mean, Chauncey was a scoring machine before he went to Detroit. Well, I mean, he was, but he never got really any opportunities. He played, uh, you know, that half year in Toronto. Then he went to Denver. Then he ended up in Minnesota. And Minnesota, you know, Fentress wrote a really good article about him, you know, and Minnesota wanted to keep him, but they couldn't pay him, you know, yeah. so... But he did. He bounced around for the first, you know, three or four years of his career before he was able to really lock. So maybe, you know, that could be a Chauncey pick. I mean, yeah, that's true. Defensive player with high upside. We'll take it. Absolutely. Any day of the week. Blazer Band, hit us with Marquise Chris. Marquise Chris, 6'9", power forward, 24 years old. Uh, played on f- four teams, Phoenix, Golden State, Cleveland, Houston. And had a pretty detrimental injury last year when he broke his leg in a practice with the Golden State Warriors. Although reports say that he is fully rehabbed from that injury and is ready to be a contributing force on a NBA roster. Uh, He looks like a pretty steady stack guy, you know, nine, seven, nine, you know, point wise, you know, but he he gets those rebounds too. He's a big power forward guy. You know, he's not out there trying to shoot the three, which is good, which we don't need people shooting the threes more than what we already got. So I feel like he'd be that good defensive presence, guys. So I got to be honest with you. I don't know much about Marquise. Uh, I I, I didn't see him play much. Um, But what I do know is the same thing that we just talked about, Dennis Smith Jr. He sounds like a good guy to round out the roster, to be honest. Eric, I'll start with you. Um, uh, Chris is a good pickup. That's a solid pickup for Portland because it's a low risk, high reward thing. You know, he's on a minimum contract. It doesn't take anything away from any of the guys who are playing ahead of him. He's not going to be, he's in a position where he's going to be able to reestablish himself as a rotational basketball player, you know, coming off an injury, being able to play behind Nance, Covington, Zeller, you know, the guys in the front court. So he doesn't have to come in practice player. And that's the kind of practice player you want, because then as he progresses and he rehabs, he gets himself better. He's back into shape. He rounds into form and something happens. Sort of the guys ahead of him. Now he steps in and he's ready to contribute. So, I mean, I think that's a great pickup and the kids got crazy upside. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Before you jump to the Bay area blazer, who probably has Marquise Chris, you know, on his wallet, a poster, uh, <laughs> just wanted to, just wanted to point out that Marquise and Dennis are signed to non-guaranteed deals, so yep. they're still trying to vie for a spot on the roster. So yeah, it's essentially a tryout. Out. Yeah, which is it's essentially which a is the right thing team. to do, right? Absolutely, like no one is lining up for these guys, right? No one's lining up for them. And with Marquise, Chris, honestly, it's it's Larry Nance insurance. He's basically like Larry Nance. He's very athletic. He's very mobile. He can protect the rim and. Surprisingly, he developed a three-point shot. And you could you could search his name, look up articles. Golden State was actually wanting him to be one of the cornerstones of that team. They wanted him to start at the five because he was showing a lot of promise. And it was unfortunate that he broke his leg so early in the season because we never got to see what he could really bring. So that's why it's, it excites me because if another team sees some potential, like starting potential, 
you go out and get that guy you try him out for a low risk that's that's like a perfect marriage right there oh for sure i i agree 100 percent. and uh you know one thing i wanted to to ask you ro uh since we're ending the marquise chris uh section with you is i, I want to know your thoughts on the larry nance trade so we i'm sure you know we traded Derek jones jr for larry nance jr what are your thoughts on that man I mean, my initial thought wasn't, I wasn't very impressed. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't be, I wasn't very impressed. But once I sort of let the tea leaves, once I started to read the tea leaves, right? They, they released that Larry Nance was going to be the sixth man off the bench. Which means that maybe CJ McCollum is the first person bench and he takes the role of leading that bench unit which would be perfect for defense i mean you got you've got the stuff the the five um the five players in the game would be dame norm larry nance roko and nurk and that is quite the lineup so i was excited for that i think it's a good fit if he could stay healthy the only thing my only reservation is that i'm nervous about what we gave up because Derek jones jr's expiring contract was very valuable it was a very valuable piece. That first rounder was actually more valuable than people think because you could package DJJ, a first rounder, next year's first rounder, you could go on and maybe get a big name. That's the part that I was a little hesitant. I was like, are we really spending like our best contract and the first rounder on Larry Nance? I don't know about that first rounder. If Portland wins yeah. 55 games, if Portland wins 50, 55 games, that, that pick is 25. Like, send that pick. Derrick Jones Jr., I would have liked to see him play well. I, I, I agree with you there, Ro. But I, I don't think that he was a very effective basketball player in Terry Stott's system, and I don't think that he was going to develop into the type of player that could play with Dame. So... And their right. contracts are the same, though, right? I mean, it's just one year longer. So you're still sending, you still got that contract for 10 mil, which is still team friendly anywhere you send it. Anywhere it goes, still, still team friendly. That extra year matters, though, when it when you're talking about assets to trade. So that's that's what I, my my reservations for was. We gave up two big assets that we could potentially package for something bigger, along with CJ McCollum. I mean, when you're when you're talking about trades, you mean a trade this season? This season, yes. With Larry Nance coming onto the team, what that told me is that we're set. Like this is this is the squad, unless we could get like a Ben Simmons on the cheap, which would be like amazing. Absolutely, well, I know I know Eric's a fan of Ben Simmons. I'm, I I think we all are really. Um, I think I think we're gonna jump ahead and talk about that since you brought it up. So something that came out today is um, I think it was Brian Windhorse put out that uh, Ben Simmons' uh, uh, comment to Philly was that it's not my job to increase my trade value. So obviously, nobody wants to give Philly what they want for Ben Simmons. Nobody. Right. So I got to say, like, a CJ for Ben Simmons is probably starting to look a little more attractive to Philly. Yeah, man. I agree with you. It's that got dude, the best gambling odds. I think it's two to one right now on the sport. Dude, board. Ben Simmons trade value is the Spanish announcers table in the WWF, man. That thing is just cratered. It's falling apart. 
<laughs> is it? Hold I mean, on. Hold on. I can't say hold it better on. than that. <laughs> hold on. You need to elaborate for some of our listeners, Eric. <laughs> so if you don't know anything about the WWE, there has it's a running gag that the Spanish announce table, which is a legitimate thing, by the way, they actually have Spanish announcers announcing to the Spanish speaking uh, countries, the, the Spanish speaking <laughs> countries, but they have turned their announce table, loosen the screws, everything. And that's where the guy gets stone cold stunned through or rock bottomed. Mankind has been thrown off a 30 foot cage and landed on that thing. I mean, it falls apart and it just crumbles. And then they sit there for the rest of the telecast, like just in chairs, <laughs> like, like an old school, like Asian barbecue where you're just outside sitting in your folding chair. Like, and that's where Ben Simmons is right now. Like, that's his trade value. And right now, Maury and the Philadelphia 76ers front office, those guys are sitting in the chairs just looking at it like, <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you can't you can't say it better. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. That is a great analogy. <laughs> um, yeah, so with that said, I mean, I think it's probably more probable that CJ gets dealt for Simmons... Um, if that's actually what Olshay is planning on doing, because honestly, guys, it seems like Olshay wants to run it back. Well, are we going to go down the rabbit hole? I don't know if you guys saw, but on Instagram in the last week, Joel Embiid follows CJ McCollum. Saw it. Damian Lillard follows Ben Simmons. I mean, there's there's a lot to read into it, I guess. Like, if I mean, it's kind of like falling into I a conspiracy it. theory, right? But uh, I make make of it what you will. I mean, you saw that that uh, was it was it a Photoshop of Dame and like Dame liked a Photoshop of Dame and Ben Simmons or Ben? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah he did. I mean, crazy. There are signs. I will say there are signs, <laughs> right? There are signs. Uh, but but, I mean, ultimately it's gonna be it's gonna be up to Olshay, right? Yeah, I mean, like yeah. we're not we're not breaking any news. I mean, we're just speculating, and it's so much fun to speculate because, <laughs> I mean, what a what a great marriage like Damon Ben Simmons would be, and also in Philly, I mean CJ and CJ Embiid would take off. CJ would take off, and I would be guaranteed so All Star in the East. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. guaranteed. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, some of the things I wanted to ask you about this uh, row uh, is is you know if it would benefit CJ as much as it would Ben Simmons if you if you think that, and obviously you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And and you know who do you what team do you think? And, and this is a question for everybody. What team do you think it benefits the most? Uh, Philly. I think Philly gets the most out of it. It's addition by subtraction for them because they take away somebody who hasn't been able to coexist with Embiid. Okay, so there's one. Then the second part is they have a closer finally. You know, they have a closing guard. Is he as good as Ben Simmons overall? His overall game, does he have the same impact defensively? Can he run the floor? Is he 6'11"? Can he pass over the top? Can he dunk like that? No. But what he can do is he can take over a game. And I think that that is the one thing that Philadelphia has been missing is a yeah. guy that can one-on-one -on -one go out there and just cook. Absolutely. Yeah, I 100% agree with Eric. 
and like it's it's to be seen right and it's so juicy because like we have two situations where two players literally can't play on the floor together because they occupy the same space ben simmons joel Embiid, they like working on the inside cj and dame lillard they're ball dominant it just seems like a perfect marriage to just you know swap some of those players absolutely 100 percent agree blazer band what do you think I mean, the more I hear about it, the more I, I would like to see it happen. I've been very anti this trade because I don't want <laughs> I don't want the ego on our team. You know, we're very right, very non egocentric team. You know, we play all together. You know, there's not one player that you know outshines all uh, everybody else. I mean, you can say Dan's an all star. I get it, and the other <laughs> other players aren't. But we play more of a cohesive unit. I like to think. You know what right, I mean? Right. And with Simmons and his, and his Hollywood attitude coming in, I'm just a big proponent to not bringing that in. And But, you know, just listening to everybody's arguments about how they would fit better in lineups, it just makes sense. Laser Ben you know? is starting uh, to warm up to it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we did it! <laughs> I'm not going to say that there's any type of success until I get him to tell me that Lonzo Ball is a good basketball player. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Uh, You know what? I'm gonna ask Ro. Do you think Lonzo Ball is a is a good basketball player? Is he is he a good guard in the NBA? Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. Yes. I knew I invited you back on the show for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) I said he's probably the best passer in the NBA. He, he could pass great. He's not selfish. He could shoot from the outside now. He plays defense. Defense, yep. No. He's literally a glue guy. You just stick him in any situation. He's going to thrive, and, and people are going to see it. <laughs> Finally, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and the excitement continues with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Bet just $1 on any football game this weekend and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of, of players thriving, uh, we're hearing it all offseason. The Blazers are going to be focused on defense, defense, defense. True. So, guys... Who is your pick to be the defensive player of the year for the Blazers? I'll start with you, bro. With me? Yeah. Yeah, you. (laughs) I don't think bro likes being in the hot seat. (laughs) I think for the best defensive player for next year, I think it's going to be Rocco. It has to be Rocco. And I know that a lot of people will think, it probably has to be Nurk because Nurk was missing last year and when he came back we really felt his presence but imagine if Roko was missing 
because that guy literally is a Swiss army knife. He has to do everything. He has to guard from one to five. I bet you that Billups is going to use him like a Swiss army knife. Whenever someone's having an issue, they're going to sick Roko on him. And I think he's the dude that's going to be just the best beast on defense. What about you, Eric? So I'm going to do something a little bit different. I don't think it's any one person. That's a cop out. I think, at, no, I think it's the bench. <laughs> I, I think a, that's a cop out if I ever heard one. It's going to be the bench, and I'll tell you why. He's right. The though. bench was terrible defensively last year, and you had to have Cantor and you had to have Mello on the floor, and for all of their offensive prowess and contributions. They were not a net positive when it came to, you know, plus minus on the floor. So what's going to happen now is you're going to have a different set of players on that floor. Like Nance, you're going to have Zeller. Uh, you could have Macklemore out there. You know, Simons hasn't traditionally or historically been a solid defender. But as a unit, that bench is not going to give up points. And that is the, like, in if you're talking basketball, just in its in its like core at basketball at its core, like your bench's job is to come in and not give up points. It's not necessarily to score, but it's to make sure that the team out on the floor that you're, you're, you're going up against doesn't bury you. And that's exactly what happened last year. This year, I think the bench is what makes the difference defensively. Sure. I get that. So if you had to pick, I mean, who's, who's the guy that's going to hold that bench together? Who's the glue guy? Nance. It's going to be Nance. Yeah. Okay. I'm putting you down for Nance then. Yeah. <laughs> be Nance. Yeah. I, I'll have to agree with that. Um, Benjamin. Blazer Ben. Yes, sir. Who you got? I got a tandem. I got Rocco and Nance Jr. I got Rocco, you know, starting it off with the deflections, the defensive presence that he is. And then Nance Jr. coming in off the bench or whether they play him together. Mm-hmm. I would love to see them together, you know, to let the you offensive will. side just flow. Yeah, I, I assume we will. You know, he'll come in, and uh, Nance, will, Nance will play the four, and, you know. Yeah, Roe was right. I'm That's how it's going to go. I'm, CJ will be the first guy to sit. Yeah, and I'm assuming Roko's going to slip to the three, and Nurk's going to stay on the floor. Phillips? Yeah. Phillips, can you please do me a favor? I've been begging since last season. I need to see a small ball lineup. You have Nance Jr. right there. Put him at the five. Let's see Rocco at the four. And just run it. Just run it for like 15 minutes to see what happens. 15 That's minutes. That's what I would like to see. That's yeah. a long time to run it and see what happens. That's a long time to play small ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I got I to gotta agree with most of what you said except for the 15 minutes. And uh, Ben, I think you hit it right on the head too. But for me... You know, I'm going to agree with, with the Roko choice, but um, I'm just I'm going to fall in line with you guys and, and follow the formula of not being able to pick just one guy because I personally think it's going to be between Roko and um, Norm. Because, honestly, we we didn't see the full extent of what Norm could, could do for us. You know, he was learning Stott's system. He wasn't really... Uh, he wasn't really playing to his strengths on, on that squad, or at least, you know, last season. 
Um, so I, you know, I think we're going to see a lot more from Norm. I think we're going to see an uptick in how much he scores, but I, I also think we're going to see that intensive, you know, defense. It's, it's going to be good stuff. It's a good pick. Can I say one more thing? And I can't believe you guys left Norm off. I'm going to say one more thing. It's a, it's a toss up, but the person who could potentially out of everybody on the team have the biggest defensive impact. Damian Lillard from a team is Damian Lillard. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think with Chauncey coming in and coaching up Dame on his defense, I I think that's going to be the biggest benefit to the team. I I think you're right. But as far as like individual, like, yeah, the best defender on the team for me, it's a toss up between Rocco and Norm. But um, when you, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if Norm playing out of position can still maintain a, a solid defensive rating, because he's gonna be like he's gonna be playing against guys who are bigger than him. Yeah, str- maybe not stronger than him, but definitely taller and bigger than him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, sticking with this this formula we got going here, we I've already talked to Ben, I've already talked to Eric, we've talked to Eric Griffith. Dwight James. Now it's your turn, Ro. The Bay Area Blazer. Oh, God. What's good? Let the world know who you have going for a breakout year this season. Tim, do you not remember? <laughs> do you not remember how I had I'm a gonna, bunch of Harry Giles stock? I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell everyone right now, I already know it's Nasir Little. I sold <laughs> all that stock for Nas, man. Nasir Little, and this is what I'm saying. This is, this is why. Here's my pitch to you. Yeah. We did not solve the wing problem during the offseason. We did not solve it. And you know what? Billups and Neil, they know it. They know it. And what they said, it was leaked by Jason Quick, okay? They said that they wanted to rest him for Summer League because they saw what they needed to see. They had a few practices, and they're like, you know what? I'm good. You sit down. You, you rest, you train, because we are going to just unleash you. And there's going to be a lot of shots for Nasir Little, because he's just going to be chilling in the corner, okay? Things are going to be happening. He could be, like, having movement, but the ball in the corner, that's going to be him. He's going to have room to cut baseline and attack. And the guy isn't that bad on defense. I know he's only, like, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, but he's got a 7'2 wingspan. 7'2". That's an amazing wingspan. There's so much potential for him defensively, especially if he could get his mind right, get that system right. Nasir Little, there's a place for him because I don't know another wing on the team. It's not Norm Powell. It's not him because he's a guard at heart. You know what I mean? Nasir Little, I'm excited for him, man. Way excited for him. I know that he's such a sleeper pick. I didn't want to pick anything too safe. I'm going to go crazy. I, I have my stock, man. I've got my stock. <laughs> the leader of the Nasir Little fan club right here. Right, right here. Up. Nice, man. Uh, you know, I didn't catch that Jason Quick leaked that info. Yes. When was this? He leaked it, dude. It was it was when they said that, that Nasir really? Little wasn't going to play. That's so funny. Yes. That's so Actually, funny because I ben, think I even. Can you, can you yeah, Ben, can you look that, that up? Because it's funny because I even asked Aaron Fentress and, and Dwight James and they had no idea. Here we go. August 7th. August 7th. Jason Quick tweeted, Blazers forward Nasir Little will not participate in Las Vegas Summer League. He practiced with the team this week and staff decided there was no need to play him in Vegas. 
he is hoping to follow a trend of third-year Blazers who break into the rotation, such as CJ, Alan Crabb, Jake Lehman, and Gary okay. Jr. Okay, so I saw that tweet. Leaves. I saw that tweet. You and those dang tea leaves. I saw that, and I, I feel like... Miss Cleo. Look, man, I feel you, and I want to believe... Call me today. And I, I want to believe that that what you're saying is what's actually happening but i can't quite hold on to that yet i need to see him play a game first i need to see what's going on because like i said to to fentress and and dwight it was either they saw what they needed to see and he's got a spot he's got his role already or there was an injury it's got to be one of those two yeah i mean I'm, i'm gonna have to agree um, it's definitely one of those two, but I think, I think it's because they saw what they needed to see. Well, I think we can all hope so. Uh, that's, before, that's for before sure. Before you Please. move on real quick, Please, Tim, before guns. you move on. <laughs> Ro, did you get your Harry Giles Los Angeles Clippers jersey yet? <laughs> no, man. He sold all his stock in, in Harry. It's true. I got that little <laughs> jersey coming up. in, though. I got that little jersey coming in. <laughs> I canceled, not one of those I canceled that order, man. I canceled it. <laughs> okay. All right. Inquiring my deal is no, non-guaranteed. Yeah, he's got True. that. He's got that American True. Express. Uh, well, well, yeah, correct. It's a non-guaranteed. Yeah, it's a training camp. It's like what Chris and, and Jenna Smith got. So. Is it that? Yeah. Is it American you, Express Eric. that does the the jersey exchanges? <laughs> yes. When your player gets <laughs> traded. Yeah. He got that American Express exchange. So, last little bit of news, guys. We had a few more free agency moves. Paul Millsap to the Nets. Can they get any more stacked? No. <laughs> <laughs> once I mean, once you think that they're stacked enough, they go out and get somebody else. LaMarcus Aldridge to the Nets. My and Came I never want to hear his name ever again i don't ever want to hear that lamarcus aldridge coming back blah blah can i just say you can park his ass in brooklyn forever (laughs) and ever and ever can i just say i hope he gets that guy has been giving us lip service for years he wants to be the best blazer ever then leaves he wants to he, he wants to come back and join dame then retires goes to brooklyn goes to brooklyn and retires Come on, man. You had your chance to come There's back. never been a Blake. Seriously, has there ever been a guy? He's like the anti-Steve Blake. <laughs> I, yeah. Speaking of Steve Blake, I would love to have him on the show. Steve, Steve Blake, Blake if, if you heard it, if, if you ever listened to us, man, we love you. We do. We want you to come on. Dude, That talk about a journeyman, man. That guy played for so many teams and always found his way back to the Blazers. He still lives in Portland. Yeah, buddy. I love Steve Blake. I got to say, man, like he may not have been as flashy as these other guys, but he was solid. I mean, he was solid. It probably like ultimately his career, he was probably a bench player, right? He, w- he would have been a, a, a great backup guard throughout his career. It just so happens that he got the start here in Portland because, you know, Portland's being Portland. True. Absolutely true. I mean, I would love to have him on here. Absolutely. But I mean, as far he as played, I'm concerned, uh, as far as I'm concerned, he played Lamarcus, for eight teams. Eight teams. Yeah. Eight teams. Eight teams. Washington, Portland, Denver. 
shoot. Come on, encyclopedia. The Lakers. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, are you? The rest of them are all one one seasoners, so might might be stretching. Uh, let's see. I'm trying the Clippers. Yep, you got two more. Uh, That's a go. Shoot. It's, it's not even looking it up. We need we it's need incredible. we need some fun music to to play back here. I mean, it, it's oh man. They say they say dead Wait, air. Seven? Am I seven or six? You're at six. You're at six. Dead dead air in radio is is a killer. Yeah. So you oh, no. you gotta two bring out those two. two. No, it's suspense. Man. You want me to, you want me to give it to you, <laughs> Benjamin? Oh, Golden State. To... Yep. There you go. Playing Golden State. Uh, and one more. This was his, this was the team he ended his career with before he went to play in Australia. 2015 16 season. You got 10 seconds before I'm moving on. He played 58 um, games with them. 58 games? Uh Do you want me to give you a hint? Yeah, shoot me one hint. Phillips. He played in Detroit. Correct. That's right. There we go. That was Man. that was exactly 10 seconds by the way. In Dame time. That was Dame time right there, man. Got that shot up. Mm. Nice work, Encyclopedia. You can keep the moniker. So uh, we've got one more kind of big name uh, move. And speaking of teams that just can't get any more stacked, DeAndre Jordan joins the Lakers. What? What? Bro, they they got 10 players on their roster over the age of 30. Man, they got 10 a, players on their a, roster that I couldn't give a flying you-know-what if they break their leg like Marquise Chris. <laughs> well, their sponsor is going to be AARP here pretty soon. Metamucil. You know? Metamucil. Silver. You know? Biofreeze is going to jump ship to them. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You, okay, so listen. We're all old enough to really appreciate what we grew up with. And it never is more ever present in our minds than it is right now right when you look at the lakers and you look at the nets and you think about how bogus this really is to have all of these guys stack their team it's just it's a terrible look yeah you would never see these guys do it and i don't care about the boston team that got uh pierce and garnett and allen because those that team was traded for and put together these were not guys leaving and doing everything they could to team up Jordan never did it. Bird never did it. Uh, Peyton kind of did, and so did Malone when they went to Los Angeles. But Magic? Johnson? What? what? Didn't do it. Oh, I, thought I, I was going to say. Like, no. <laughs> you see how quiet <laughs> we all got? No, I just... <laughs> I just don't. I mean, it's it's just it looks terrible, and I get that it's popular, and I get, and there's a lot of people that defend it, but you're ne- you will never catch me going. You know, this is a good look for the league. This is awesome. Uh, why do we want to watch if if we're gonna say like let's just skip to the finals? Then if everybody's gonna is ever, everyone's ready to pencil these guys in, and everybody's ready to watch a Nets Lakers finals, just go make it happen. Well, it kills the parody in the league. I mean that exactly. Aaron Fentress said it himself. I mean, we, I feel like we're. We're mentioning Fentress a lot, but he said a lot of good things. And one of those things is that there's a reason why NFL is still king, and that's because there's more parity throughout the league. Mm-hmm. And stuff like this just kills it. But I got to say, guys, I'm getting excited. We're getting close to the start of the season. September 28th, training camp begins. And then yeah, October 19th, 
the regular season starts. Fellas, Let's go, I am pumped. I'm jacked for this. Well, tickets go. went on sale. Tickets went on sale last week, guys. Absolutely. Ooh. I can't wait. We we do have to get four tickets at some point and hit a game. Oh, absolutely. It's going to yeah, happen. Absolutely. So, with that being said. Ben, that's up to you, though. With that, you got the plug. <laughs> with that being said, we're going to move into our final segment, and that is giving props. Props segment, guys. Your favorite part of the show. Let's go. What is props? Yeah, giving respect or credit due to a person, group of people, or anything that's just it's just amazing in the world. Let's start with the first one. A sports memorabilia website is auctioning off a pair of Michael Jordan's. You ready for this? Used underwear. <laughs> who they obtained from Jordan's former security guard. Uh, Jordan security guard, just just to give credit, he also obtained other several clothing items. Now, let's see. Let's let's start with let's start with the man that hosts this show, the glorious, the notorious Tim Johnson. Are we giving props to this auction site for auctioning off Michael Jordan's used underwear? I got a couple of questions. First being, when did Michael Jordan retire? How many years has it been since he retired? 18. Eric? I mean, it, that can be rhetorical. I was just waiting for somebody. It's 18. Call it 18. When was this man a security guard for Michael Jordan? And why was he holding on to his underwear for so long? <laughs> Bro, if I was Michael Jordan, I'd have people holding on to my underwear too. <laughs> I don't want to touch him. You touch him. Yo, look. <laughs> First of all, are this, is, this is... Are you suggesting the security guard took him off? <laughs> could be. We don't know. Rich people are weird. The, uh, this story the, is the underwear, crazy. The, one, uh, the underwear bears signs of, quote, definite use. Oh, man. Is that a dookie so stain? So is, it, Does, so is there a Michael mark. Jordan dookie stain? <laughs> it just says definite use. First of all, I'm surprised Michael Jordan is letting this happen. Because a man of that stature, you would think he would do whatever, whatever was necessary to keep his keep his game used undies off of the internet. But, uh, man, do I give that props? You said, do I give the site props? Do you give? Yeah, the the the, the site you know that's auctioning Michael Jordan's used. D- definitive used underwear. Have these been washed? Do we know this? Doesn't Who cares? Say. They belong to Mike. God. Look, man. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm falling down a, a a rabbit hole here. But first, that's disgusting. Secondly, I would probably buy them if I ha- if I had the money. <laughs> Bidding starts at five hundred bucks, man. Bidding closes September twenty fifth. To be, so you've got to be that, that close problems? to be. To be that close to greatness, yes, I'm giving it props. Okay, there you go. The host, Tim, props. Eric, what you got? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Props to whoever sold them, to whoever peeled them off his body, to whoever buys them. <laughs> like, if they're worn, if they're washed, I don't care. Mad props. I would put them on. <laughs> I would wear them. Gross. I know that he's 6'6", six, six, and I'm five foot nine, but I would put them on. I'd wear them, and I would tell people, right now, I'm not going to show you because that's weird, but I just want you to know I'm wearing Michael Jordan's underwear. The weird part is showing it? Is it more weird like than his, wearing them? 
<laughs> not Jordan brand underwear, not Jordan sponsored Fruit of a Loom underwear. I'm wearing a pair of Michael Jordan's worn draws. They would look like pants on you. I might wear them as pants. <laughs> they look like bike shorts. You know what yeah, though? Maybe. You know what though? You could or probably capris? you could probably piece it out and sell each individual piece. This might be an investment. I've got I've got nothing to say to that. We got props. <laughs> Ro, you speechless on this one? You got something to add to this? What you think? I mean, there's stipulations here, right? I mean, if you're gonna tell me that you know he wore this on the last dance, like his last championship. Like, yeah, props to that. But if you're telling me that I got some, like, Washington Wizards used underwear, <laughs> I don't know if I'm down for that, man. It's still I'm, Jordan. I don't even know. If... Hey, man, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have used draws, okay, and it's not mine, in my own house, <laughs> it better be some championship legendary draws. I'm gonna tell your or wife woman's. to be. <laughs> I'm gonna tell your wife to be. <laughs> Hey, that, that could be championship and legendary on, on its own, man. So your stipulation is the setting that the underwear was worn in. Now, if he worn it to the coffee shop that day and to get a striking, <laughs> you're not you're not in for that. You want no. it, you know, in the championship, absolutely. game six, absolutely. blah, blah. That shot over Craig Elo, something like that, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right. So uh, that's an indifferent props. Well, I'm not, I don't know what to give it. Uh, let's we've, move we've on. we got a mixed bag, it looks like. Yeah, we got a mixed bag. But we're going to move on to our second one. Eric's favorite. This is what wait, he waits for. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. I got to back up because yeah. in reading the article, Jordan's chonies were gifted to his security guard by yeah. Jordan. Yeah, I said that. I think we all missed that. Jordan oh, gave his underwear. What kind of, what kind of guy gives like? Here you go, man. I know these are gonna be, these are gonna mean a lot to you. <laughs> Maybe the underwear was inside the pants and he had no idea. You can, you can proceed. I bet he sniffed them. <laughs> I bet how you know they have definitive Probably. use. You know, like oh, what's that smell? That's greatness. Like I'm, I'm gonna thank you all for being part of the show by giving you a pair of my underwear. <laughs> Podcast, Michael Jordan podcast cologne. worn underwear. Please don't make this a trend. We're gonna lose listeners. Okay, know, right? we we done we done on the underwear. We done. Okay, we're good. Moving on to number two, the good old Guinness Book of World Records. That's my favorite. Eric. Yes, a man bounces more than ten miles on an inflatable ball for a Guinness Book of world records now apparently the article states that he had popped several of these balls throughout the journey that took more than 17 hours but he was careful to abide by the guinness rules of having someone from his team videotape his whole journey now also to put a little caveat on this he was also doing this to fundraise money and raised thirteen thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars all while bouncing on this ball for more than 10 miles. Wow. So he set a Guinness Book world record and he raised money for, I think it was a, a, a hospice and palliative care services. So, you know, that's that's a big, big thing right there too. You know, they could always use that money because that's that's very, you know, row from the from the medical field, hospice and palliative care. Yeah, man. You know, that's they big time, right? You know? yep, absolutely. Yeah. 
So, you know, I'm going to start with Eric, man. You know, Guinness Book of World Record. I know you're always good on props, right? Yeah. So first, I'm just going to let people know that I intentionally on the outline do not read the props for this reason, because I just I want to be immediately infuriated. Okay, so I don't read it because I know it's coming and I I just want to hear it out of your mouth. I don't want to be prepared. So I didn't read it. I didn't know it was coming. I, I had I figured something like this would pop up because that just seems to be the modus operandi. And two, you're going to make me be that a hole. <laughs> because he laid it on real thick with what the purpose of raising the money was for. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now that if somebody told me, if they were like, hey, Eric, this guy over there, he's going to bounce on that ball for 10 miles and he's going to set a Guinness Book of World Record. I would have been in the bushes just waiting and I'd have been the a-hole that runs out and kicks the thing out from underneath him. Just make him start over. Like, no! No! Now, yes, he did a good job raising money for a very worthy cause, helping people who are going to need it in their 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 last few weeks or months on, on this planet. I get that. That's great. Bro, go knock on somebody's door and just tell them what it's for. You'll get the same money. You do not have to be an idiot and bounce on a bouncy ball for 10 miles to get that money. But now he has if a you record. Bounce, tell me. But now he's in the record yeah. books. But does he bounce on that ball when he comes to the door? Dude, I got a guy at work that does that. He's, he's given up his, his office chair and he just sits on those balls and bounces. And it's like, dude, why? You're not doing anything. Like, you're not, you're just bouncing. It's just your ADD. It has nothing to do, like, it's not even serving a purpose. I, and yes, I have. I kicked that ball out from under. Okay, so Eric is giving us no props. Shocking. No, I think. No, it's yeah. so, no, these things are so dumb. I can't wait till next week, man. And what, what, what Guinness World Record we can come up with? Ro, what you got, man? I mean, first off, what I have to say is I'm kind of starting to suspect that Eric is the reason why this man had several popped balls on his journey. <laughs> like he was just waiting in the bushes with a knife and just like popping his ball along the way. But Whoa. I have to give them, I have to give this mad props because I mean it took more than 17 hours like even to just stay up and do one thing over and over for 17 hours that's kind of impressive but to also raise money for a good purpose I gotta give it props I'm sorry Eric I'm giving it props my friend I get that part I get that I just I get it the whole the I get getting into the Guinness Book of World Records for that is just I have to go like what's the dumbest thing I could do like what's the dumbest thing that I could do I gotta figure it you out. Like, what's the dumbest thing? With your thumb, like this, just twiddle them like this, True. just That's over and over point. for hours on end. That's a good point, Eric. You know, for those of you who can't see me, I have my hands, you know, crossed or interlocked, and I'm rolling. Yeah, we have my to videotape that. I'm just gonna videotape yeah. that. Yeah. I'll be right over. But man. don't don't knock my hand, man. Don't knock my hand over. Don't over touch again. it. I gotta keep it going. It. Is it yeah. my turn yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tim, Tim, yeah. Did yeah, we yeah, forget yeah. I was here? Settle this debate of no and yes, Tim. What you got for us? Uh, first of all, um, videotape. Are we back in the nineties? We're gonna video. You have to document, man. You have to document the records. With what? With a a VHS cassette? Probably a GoPro. (laughs) Look, I gotta give this mad props because anything that anyone does to support healthcare is a one in my book. So I I give him props no matter what he does. Uh, even though I, I do think 
I'm on I'm on Eric's side with these Guinness World Records being pretty ridiculous, but definite props. There you go, Eric outnumbered two to one. <laughs> Scoreboard. <laughs> Scoreboard. And with that, let's head into the final props. So recently, an unopened copy of the original Nintendo game Mario Bros sold for two million dollars to an anonymous buyer that it was beating the previous record of the unopened legend of zelda game for the nintendo do we give props to someone that pays two million dollars for an unopened nes mario bros game i'm gonna start this one with the bay area blazer i mean i love mario bros and like the kind of person that's gonna spend that money has that kind of fluid money so, I mean, mad props to you, but I'm not spending that money. I'm not going to pay $2 million for it. But if if you love Mario Brothers that much, and if you're a millionaire, do it. Go for it, man. Mad props to you. All right. Simple props from the from the Bay Area Blazer. Tim? Yeah, man. Look, I'm a... Zelda was my jam. And the fact that Mario Bros. overtook Zelda, I'm not too happy about that. But... I did enjoy that game, so I gotta give it props. Just for the same reasons Ro did, man. Like, if, if you got the money, and if you have some special affinity for it, by all means, do it. Mad props. But also, 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 this game is encased in a plastic, you know, like, preserve case, to, and it's, like, graded, so it's yeah, not what's like the you grade can open on it up it? and nice. throw it at uh, 9.8. That's Almost good. perfect. Yeah, that's good. Dang. So, so sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Tim. I, I, no, you were, you were saying. No, I just said props, props? man. I, props. Okay. Even though it's in in case in the glass case, I'm sure, I'm sure this person has the game multiple times over on whatever device he's playing it on. Like, I'm sure he has a Nintendo. What is it? Switch now? Uh, or he's got like a PC. Mo- uh, what's it called? Modulator. Whatever it's yeah. called. Emulator. 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 God, Emulator. I'm old. I'm sure he's got a PC emulator that has the game. So, like, he's not obviously not buying it to play it, but the fact that it means, or her, means that much to them, like, yeah, I gotta give him props. All right. Props, props, and Eric. <laughs> Is that your ringtone? We're gonna get flagged. I know. We're totally yeah. getting flagged. <laughs> Yo, Nintendo's gonna be like, wait a minute. 100% props. Because if I if I could own something like that, I would own it. If I had the ability to do something like that, there are a few things in this world that I would collect. And if one of them could be a original an original copy of the Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo Entertainment System, yes, yes, I would do it. Mad props. You hear that in and out? We need that sponsorship so Eric can buy some Super Mario Bros for two million dollars. <laughs> or or a screen used proton pack. There we go. There you go. So so is it safe to say this props redeems myself from the Guinness Book of World Record prop? Yeah, this was a good one, man. <laughs> okay. This is a good all one. Right. Nice, right. nice. I know I saw this one and it caught my eye. I knew you guys were like gamers, comic books, all that kind of stuff. So, you know. I figured I'd throw that one in there just Round you know. of applause for you, Blazer Ben. Yeah, that but was fellas, solid. Fellas, that does it for this episode. 
Thank you all for joining me. Big shout out to my co-hosts tonight. Uh, the Encyclopedia Foster, the Bay Area Blazer, Rosa Panta, the man in the chair, Blazer Ben, the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, our Twitter followers, and Bucket Busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter, at Busted Bucket, with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Check out our website, BustedBucketPod.com, and pick up some merch at our store, store.bustedbucketpod.com where everything you buy contributes to community projects in the future don't forget to rate follow and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying be good to each other rip city we'll catch you next time on the busted bucket podcast thanks for listening